Hey, dear Tyler. Good morning. And how are you doing? Uh, I hope you're good. I hope you're fine. I hope your week is going on well. Um, happy New Week, third week, and the month of January. Um, apparently, you know, there's this, there's this very draggy feel that generally, <laughs> I said generally, that generally usually has. Uh, but apparently, I think this year it's moving on quite fast and well. So, for me, it's a good thing. It's a sign of progress. And yeah, generally that. So you can hear from the sound of my voice, it's very, very, very drowsy. Your man is exhausted. Man is exhausted. But um, it's been a fun week for me. I was able to, or rather last week was pretty fun. I was able to make a lot of progress on quite a lot of things. And yeah, let me just start with this. So in the month of February, we're doing something different in Dear Tyler. Um, it's the month of love. Apparently, that's how they, they term February, because of Valentine. And I felt it best to, you know, have guests on Dear Tyler. And so, for the whole month of February you'd actually be hearing the voices of others. I'd be interviewing quite a lot of people, um, especially people in marriages, right? So, or those preparing to get married or those that are in a relationship now, you know, the old, the young, the newlyweds, you know, all of that, just to get a perspective of love from them. So it's going to be really, really exciting. I'm so anticipating it. It's going to be fun and really hilarious. So let's keep, you know, our fingers crossed for the month of February. It's going to be really, really awesome. Um, So for today's episode, it's titled Step by Step. And I think it's really more like a reminder about how things are built over time. Um... When we look at the story of creation, when we look at the story of creation, the the Bible starts with, in the beginning, in the beginning, (laughs) God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and was void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered upon the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God separated the light from the darkness, and the light he called day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and morning the first day. Well, you see that there are like six different days of creation. And it was progressive. Right? The world wasn't created in one day. And the magnificence of God and in, in his ability to create at will... there was still a systemic approach to creation. There was still a systemic approach to creation. Why he chose to do it, I really don't know. But I believe that it's a blueprint for how life should be for us. God has the ability to say everything be at once. And it would be. But he decided to work systemically. 
I think I need to find out what that word is. Is it systemically or systematically? I think systemically sounds a little bit more touche. Well, anyway, so he decided to do that systemically. And for me, it's a big deal. It's a major, major, major big deal as to why he would do that. In fact, when if you if you if you um, go through Genesis chapter two, you'd find out that there were certain systems in place um, before man came into being. Right, there were certain things that were created to help man work better. Nothing just happened overnight. Nothing just happened overnight. There's this portion of scripture that says. Um, line upon line precept upon precept right and then you could even get to some other portions of scripture that says from one level of glory to the other from one level of glory to the other God is a God of processes in fact life itself generally right um, is a is, is, is a system of processes skipping moments would only put you in big trouble. Skipping process would only put you in big trouble. Yeah, so it's in Isaiah chapter 28 verse 10. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept line upon line upon line okay line upon line and then line upon line here a little and there a little then that is Isaiah 28 verse 10 and then verse 13 says but the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little and there a little that they may not that they might not go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken the beauty of growing in a step-by-step fashion is that you end up becoming strengthened you end up becoming strengthened there is a ruggedness i guess that's the word. There is a ruggedness that envelopes you when you follow step by step. There's a there's something that just happens to you. Whether if it's an intellectual thing. So maybe you're learning how to um, learn, play an instrument. So I teach people how to play the guitar and all. And I usually do it within like six weeks. And within that six weeks, I, uh, by the if we follow through, if we honestly follow through the six weeks of learning, and the person puts into practice everything taught, the person should be able to play the guitar in a substantially good way, right? At least the person should be able to play a song and understand basic music. Um, concepts 
write your songs and all. But the first two or three lessons is just a bunch of music theory. A bunch of music theory. And honestly, it can be very, very tiring. It can be very, very tiring. I've seen sometimes the disinterest in my students when I'm teaching them. It's like, uh, why do I need to know this now? It's not just gang, 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 gang. You know, just playing the guitar and everything. And I had to work around the system where I would teach them what to play. Just something little, just show them something little, so that they will not be <laughs> totally discouraged. But if they go through with how to play, um, I mean, sorry, if they go through with the music theory part, it makes all the remaining five weeks a lot easier. If they go through it, if they go through with it, right, if they go through with it, it makes it a lot easier. They now begin to understand why they're doing what they're doing. Now, when I was learning um, how to play the guitar and all, I, I went to some, you know, I saw some guitar teachers and all, you know, just to learn how they learned. And I found out that, okay, the first lesson, they say, okay, this is C major, this is G major, this is F major, this is A minor, this is A. So I was like, okay, they'll be like, so play Do, play Sol, play La, this is La. But then when you now want to move to another key, you're not saying this is La. But the students will be like, but last week you told us this is La. And then you'll be like, hey, but this is La on this key. And then the person's like, why is it La on this key? Do you get, and... Somehow it now becomes confusing. But if you go through that whole music theory process, you would now know why. And so this is how I even teach. By the time I'm done with the music theory, I just drop all the guitar chords available at that time, at least the simple ones, and give my students progressions. And then they begin to play, and then it now makes more sense. And that's what happens. This episode is more of like an encouragement for for us, Tyler, to not be afraid, right? Not to be scared of going through process. We shouldn't be afraid of going through process at all. We shouldn't be afraid of taking those, you know, one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. In no matter, no matter what we're going, um, no matter what we're learning, no matter what endeavor it is, no matter what um, activity we're engaging in, that's step by step, line upon line, precept upon precept. Don't be in a rush. You know, sometimes the end looks so beautiful and absolutely desirable that we end up sacrificing learning for pleasure. And the only thing that guarantees consistent pleasure is the fact that you have mastered what should have been learned. 
mastered what should have been learned. Once you've mastered something, that's when you get into a life of ease. So, I'll use again guitar. The fact that I play the guitar and everything. The first few weeks that I was playing the guitar was a big struggle. In fact, we used to have this meeting back then in Zaria with Apostle. And I could play the guitar, but I was still way back. And so, when Apostle would come to preach, he would be like, okay, let Steve play. And I didn't feel like Steve Strings, like my father in the Lord when it comes to guitar. Steve or Kaz. And honestly, I didn't feel bad because I knew that these guys were way ahead of me. But I kept on, you know, learning, you know, exposing myself to more music, learning from them, understanding their concepts, you know, just becoming better. And it got to a point that I was like, ah, where's Binga? Let Binga come and play for me. Now, if I had sacrificed all of those times when I should have been learning and rehearsing just to push myself, let people know me, let people hear me, let people acknowledge that I can strum on the guitar or something, I would have lost a lot of opportunities and I would have become weary. There were a lot of people that were into guitars back then, but the moment they... The moment they learned something new, they quickly wanted to use it for administration. So they would go, 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 go for administration. And then <laughs> maybe after the administration, maybe because they're pretty good at that, somebody would be like, ah, can you play guitar for me? I want to sing a song. And then they end up singing on a key that they don't know. And then they now look all confused. You get. Whatever you do, Tyler, avoid premature manifestation. I was listening to a Shiloh message by um, Pastor Ibiomi. I don't know if he's a bishop. I think Pastor Ibiomi. I think that's safer. And he said that back in the day when he was learning from Bishop um, Oyedupo, that Bishop Oyedupo would come and say, I cannot be poor. And he said he used to say it too. But he would always go back home looking for transport or trying to figure out the whole finances. And he said he had to tell himself the truth, that he had not yet grasped the truth. And so he now went through all the materials that Bishop had available. And he learned and he made sure that he had understood them. And he said it was when he had understood it that's when he now started seeing the reality of it. Sometimes we make audacious statements, you know, out of pure emotion. Ah, do this, do this, do this. I can do this, I can do this. There's something that Apostle Joshua Salman always, always hammers on us. And it's, it's the reality of mastery. Until you've gained mastery, don't stop learning. 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 When you want to start um, something like culinary school, probably the first things that they'll teach you is how to hold a knife. <laughs> and you'll be like, just give me this thing, give me ingredients. They're like, no, let me show you how to hold a knife. How to cut onions, 
how to do a bunch of stuff. How to do a bunch of stuff. Right? And if you're not patient enough, you you would be like, these guys are wasting my time. Let me look for something. I want to, you know, I have goals. I have things I want to achieve. It's, it's absolute... It's criminal, right? For the, for the student to question the processes that a teacher gives when the student has not mastered it. Apostle used to tell us something. He said, in the, in the, in the presence of greatness, don't contribute. Ask questions. Ask questions. If they give you the chance to speak and they ask your opinion of something, feel free. But your goal is not to show that you are wise. Your goal is to learn. I'd never forget a story that Apostle told us about a, um, a businessman. You know, he went to he he went to give a lecture on business. You know, talk and all. And one after the you know after the whole lecture, and all, the students you know asking questions. So one of the students said, um, based on one of my professor's books and stuff, stuff, stuff like that, that um, some of the methods that you've that you've stated are wrong. And the businessman looked at him and he said, is your lecturer or your professor a businessman, a a billionaire in dollars? The man said, no. He said, so listen to me. And I I took a lot from it. Now, um, this is being that, this is on the basis that the businessman is doing legit business and all. But, irrespective Standing in the presence of greatness and questioning methods is pure foolishness. Understanding is paramount. Once you've gained mastery, it's easier to see loopholes. It's easier to see loopholes. And that's why the great always keep on learning. The great are not always looking for speaking engagements. They're looking for learning platforms. So they search for those who have conquered one particular field. You get great CEOs always looking for the best of the best. Not just so that they can use them, but so that they can learn from them. They can learn from them. A portion of scripture says that um, I think Paul was admonishing the church you know when they were taking sides and everything about um, him or um, for Paul and for Peter and for Apollos and he said and paraphrasing he said Paul, I Paul planted Apollos watered but God gives the increase the thing is that 
it has its own interpretation, but I want you to see that systemic flow. Paul plants. After planting, you water. Only after that, you get increase. Moving step by step. In life, you'll always pay for every step you miss. Can you jump a step? Yes. But more times than ever, you will pay for that step that you missed. If you were learning a business and you felt one particular part was not necessary and you skipped it, chances are that a situation will pop up that will make you revisit that step that you missed. Chances are that it will make you go back. You see all those guys that skip maths classes in secondary school? And then you'll be like, eh, I'm not going to use maths or something. Then you not get to the university and you're an art student, but then there's one funny course that has to do with math and, you know, basic arithmetic. What on earth is that? Basic arithmetic. <laughs> basic arithmetic now becomes extremely, extremely difficult. Becomes extremely, extremely difficult. And it's because you missed out on steps. Now, when you have to take steps and do certain things, it makes you feel slow. Oh, but it fortifies you, Tyler. It fortifies you. So can we make a decision today, Tyler, to do things step by step? Remember the admonishment? Remember the verse of scripture? Isaiah chapter 28, verse 10 and verse 13. Line upon line, precept upon precept. So can we just take our time and pray? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you because your word is complete. Thank you, Father, because your word has all the answers that we need. We ask, Father, that you grant us the patience to make step-by-step progress, that we will not rush to seasons in our lives, that we will not try to hasten your work, all that we need to learn, Father, help us to learn it. Help us to be comfortable in learning. Because at the end of the day, our learning process fortifies us and makes us stronger. Thank you, Father, because we know that you would help us and grant us the grace to stay in the process. And at the end of the day, we'll enjoy the benefits and the results. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So yeah, I really hope that this episode blessed you and it encouraged you. It's really an encouragement. So take it step by step and let's see how God would help us, right? So yeah, Tyler, this is me signing out. And uh, remember that I love you, I believe in you, and I'm always rooting for you. See you on Thursday. Bye.